what the frick did you just freaking say about me, you little bitch? I'll have you know I graduated top of my class in the Navy SEALs, and I've been involved in numerous secret raids in Al-Qaeda, and I have over 300 I'm trained in guerrilla warfare, and I'm the top sniper in the entire U.S. Armed Forces. You are nothing to me but just another target. I will wipe you the frick out with precision the likes of which has never been seen before on this earth. Mark my freaking words. You think you can get away with saying that shit to me over the internet? Think again, Fricker. As we speak, I am contacting my secret network of spies across the USA, and your IP is being traced right now. <laughs> so you better prepare for the storm, maggot. The storm that wipes out the pathetic little thing you call your life. You're a freaking dead kid. I can be anywhere, anytime, and I can kill you in over 700 ways, and that's just with my bare hands. Not only am I extensively trained in unarmed combat, but I have access to the entire arsenal of the United States Marine Corps. And I will use it to its full extent to wipe your miserable ass off the face of the continent. Oh shit. If only you could have comment was about to bring down upon you. Maybe you would have held your freaking tongue, but you couldn't. You didn't, and that made you a damn idiot. I will shit fury all over you, and you will drown in it. You're freaking dead, kiddo. Is that a good cold open? Yeah. <laughs> howdy, howdy, hi, everyone. It's... We're not dead. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome it's... back. We are in our Yas era right now. Um, Don't say that again. <laughs> our slay era, if you will. But no, um, hello everyone. Um, to How long our has it wife. been? It's been, a, I think it's been over like over a year. It hasn't been over a year. Close to a year. It's been a while. Yeah, okay, it's been close to a year. Yeah, we said we were going to come back for the summer and then we didn't. Yeah, okay, our last episode we said we're like done with school and then yeah, was, we just didn't come back that was a lie um but we're back now um we're older this could also be a lie you probably shouldn't this, trust us no absolutely not are you kidding us um you know we are the gef- the definition of gaslight gatekeep girl boss um as a reference to our episode gaslight gatekeep girl boss yeah um also just like if you like to binge our episodes for some reason, we're going to be taking down a couple of them just because there are some things that not Sophia, maybe Sophia did, but I said that I don't agree with. And I don't yeah. know, like, you know, internet lasts forever. And I think we're at like a good beginning point where that won't last forever. So, yeah, I mean, like, I didn't say anything like too egregious, but. No, it's just stuff that um, we've realized that we don't agree with and stuff like that, and we've grown as people because, you know, um, we've just changed a lot, even though it's been not that, like, long. I don't know, Evangelina, uh, how have you been? Good. Um, To just, like, end that thing, I think what happened is our school year. um, Oh, yeah. The the year that we lied to all of you. It was just a very hectic year, and I think emotions were high, and I think there were some things that were said that 
were a product of that that didn't necessarily reflect what we actually thought so for that reason you know we're we're pulling them out we're pulling them out like your dad didn't so (laughs) (laughs) but our point is that um we're 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 gonna do better we're trying to do better um yeah um since then um we've moved up a grade Um, yeah well i've moved up a school level Um, yeah yeah i'm a a, in next week's episode i will officially be a film student so let's go yeah i can finally talk about the plight of gay people so (laughs) you're a film student and i have blue hair (laughs) match made in heaven (laughs) oh yeah i have blue in my hair now (laughs) yeah it's 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 been wild i think well, things are always wild. We have a lot of wild things to talk about. Oh actually. yeah. Um. Oh, um. I don't know if we've. Well, we're. Pre- I'm pretty sure we've mentioned the class that we um are not going to talk about extensively until I'm out of school, um, which is in three months. It's surprising. I'm going to graduate soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird because you were in this position last year. Yeah, and it was very anticlimactic. I honestly didn't care. I just wanted to get out of there. Oh yeah, definitely. Are you kidding me? Like, um, <laughs> but you know, you know, put in the comments down below how has the past year treated you guys? Yeah, if, you know, I know we have like some random viewers. Let me pull up the stats. Let me pull up the stats. You know what? I don't know if I'm allowed to disclose this or not, but we have <laughs> made. You want to guess how much we've made? Money. Um, I want to say we've made five bucks. We made 24 cents. So good on us. It, it's a little less than five go. bucks. But we are, we are thriving. Right. We, are we thriving definitely can't withdraw that at all. It's pending. So, but we have 120 plays. Our esti- estimated audience is five and we have one unique listener. So to that one unique listener, thank you. That's Talk probably to me trying to recap are <laughs> oh um, and we but... have some listeners hear this sophia so 77 percent are from united states go figure um do you want to guess the number two um i want to say europe where in europe ireland that is not number two we have less than one percent in ireland and that would be number five do you want to guess one more time for number two? Um, is it the British? No, I'll give you one hint. Um, mustache. Germany? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're so sorry to our German listeners. I love you. <laughs> yeah, no, we know you guys have gotten past that. It just, you know. But yeah, and our third is Han Khan. Um, fourth is Jordan or Jordan. I probably butchered that really bad. I'm sorry um fifth ireland uh home of the potatoes just offended every irish person saying that um (laughs) six south africa and then our lucky number seven your majesty united kingdom um if you're british get out of here kidding kidding yeah please don't come back and cancel me for that i'm kidding (laughs) 
Um, we need to be more unapologetic on here. Do you know how many offensive jokes I've already made in like the past five minutes? <laughs> like you need to step up your game. Uh, speaking of British people, uh, very the queen is probably dead. Evangeline, I'm trying to segue. <laughs> segue. Speaking of speaking of British people, a very beloved wait, British wait, person. Wait, wait, wait. Really, just gonna like leave off of me saying that? Okay, you know what? I think it's because I've heard this joke so many times from you, along with the priest jokes, that I'm just desensitized to it. Um, but if we do want to leave it at that, we can. Yeah, I'd say that the recent, just my review of the Queen recently, and just, like, of the monarchy, like, really great job for those deep fakes. Your review? I think they're really pulling through the deep fakes. Like, I think Disney has a run for their money. You know, with the whole Luke Skywalker deep fake, I think they really have a run for their money. With I thought their you were going to be British like... Monarchy. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, eh, 8 out of 10 stars, the CIJ... The, C- CIJ. the CGI was kind of bad, but, you know, the story was kind of good. Yeah, I would honestly give it lower than it eight, just because like I don't know the whole like colonization thing is kind of goofy. But we <laughs> do need to get goofy. into that. So <laughs> never, never refer to colonization as kind of goofy. <laughs> All right, what did you want to segue into? Oh, I was gonna say, speaking of British people, a very <laughs> beloved Br- British person. Um, is in the theaters recently. I know I'm not talking about Tom Holland. I'm talking about Robert Pattinson. Oh, you know what? That I didn't know right. if you were going to segue into Uncharted or the Batman, both of which we, we will talk about. We will um, talk about, but um, the new Batman came out. It did. It did. And it, it came out strong. Um, and I actually, I just saw it today. We're recording very late, later than we usually do. It's not necessarily due to the three-hour runtime of the Batman, but because I was troubleshooting. But it has nothing to do with anything. I mean, it does, but <laughs> we had, not really. We had some issues. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say too much because I'll get, like, too film critic pretentious. Um, yeah. And I, I also don't want to spoil it. anything for Sophia. I don't want to spoil anything for the audience, you guys. So what I'll say is, like, that was a spiritual experience. I had been waiting for that for so long. I would play the voice recording of me first reacting to the trailer. Like, how long ago was that? Like, two years ago? Um, in case you guys need any, like, secondhand proof of Evangeline's ex- excitement for this movie, every single time she talked to me about it, she says something along the lines of, the moment I enter into the theater, I'm going to cream my pants yeah um, so and hey i trust evangeline's opinion because you are a snobby film student after all but you're my <laughs> snobby film student so it's fine thanks um <laughs> so i i'm excited for it i'm gonna go see it we're recording this on the fourth i'm gonna go see it tomorrow on the fifth so yeah i really wanted to see it on thursday but i had homework so boo oh god i gotta get good grades um so look at you being a responsible student yeah unfortunately (laughs) um (laughs) but what i was talking about the voice recording i would put it into this episode but i think it's too vulgar for me like it would just be a giant beep like (laughs) it would just be beep (laughs) god beep like it just it wouldn't 
it wouldn't be as entertaining. So you'll just have to imagine it for yourselves. I know, like, I haven't been this animated on this podcast before, no, I don't fact, think. I think this is the most animated I've ever heard you in, like, the history of this podcast. That's, I think that's a good thing. I think I've, no, you know. It's, it's character development. I, yeah, I'm here for it. character development. Which. You're having. The you're Batman. Having yeah. <laughs> I didn't uh, even know you could do that with, like, a superhero character. Probably since, I don't want to say 2008. That kind of, like, that's a really, like, saying, like, Iron Man was the last, like, great superhero, like, character-focused movie. Um. But, like, to watch a superhero film that's three hours long that isn't constantly filled with action scenes and, like, rushed CGI and trying to build a greater universe, this is not great for me getting a job at Marvel. And I'm not saying I don't like the MCU. I love the MCU. I would die for the MCU. I would do a blood sacrifice to get a job at the MCU. Kim Feige, please listen. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I I would sell my soul to the devil kevin feige you already you know we've both like sold our lives to disney basically at this point it's fine yeah so if i make a criticism like it's not even because like i hate it it's just i'm making a general criticism um it's not bad like for a movie cinematic universe to occur i just think we have so much of it now to have the batman just be a three hour long character study and a lot of it, like, I, again, I don't want to spoil it, but just to, like, give you a vibe of what you're going into, this is a movie and a character and a story characterized by just, like, suffocating, brooding silence. And I mean that in every aspect. I mean that in um, the sound. I mean that in the visuals. I mean that in Robert Robert Battenson's, I'm going to say Battenson. Yeah, oh, I love that. Battenson's acting like you just need a close-up of those eyes and oh my gosh that tells you a story that tells you a story listen listen I first off I'm excited because even though I don't read a lot of DC um like I'm not as into DC as I am into Marvel I love Batman Batman's like my favorite character um and I know that he has a very complex um psyche and Mm -hmm method to how he works and to see that plus with my one man actor um i can't wait robert pattinson's like my one man i love him he's and he he just he really blew it out of the park like i was expecting him to be good but i wasn't expecting him to be that good in this role that's like honestly i know a lot of people know him as the dude from twilight but with his acting from Devil all the time and, yeah. um, like, he can play, like, really intense roles. And he steals the show. Like, oh, he just I'm gets the whole freak. Like, the freak character yeah. type, which he has said in interviews before, but he just, he gets it. Also, to kind of divert from Battenson, this is the year for Jeffrey Wright. Like, he was in the French Dispatch. He was the Watcher in What If, and now he's Gordon in the Batman. Like, good for him. I feel like he deserves a shout out. I feel like he's kind of gotten a little overshadowed by all these other huge actors, but just like good for him. He he's got range, and he's got like a cool voice. You know, that's always a plus. What? 
hold up. I, I give me a, no. Keep talking. Give me a minute. Oh. Okay. I don't like. <laughs> no, no, no. Because you said he played Gordon. Yeah. Who did I look up recently? What was I watching recently with him? Jeffrey Wright? Yeah. Like a movie or? No, he's not an SVU, is he? Um, I don't watch SVU. Okay, I don't see him on the, okay. Okay, never mind then, because. Are you thinking of Ice Cube? Because I kind of think Ice Cube and Jeffrey Wright look a little similar. No, no. Ice Um, T, sorry. Oh my, that was bad. Oh, I. (laughs) Oh, that was bad. That was so bad. Did I say Ice Cube? You oh, said Ice Cube. No, I meant Ice Tea. Oh no. Okay. Hold I know up. the difference, guys. It's just look. I. I okay. You're I, not I helping your case. You're not that. helping your case. I can't redeem myself from that. Um, you really can't. Well, speaking of rappers. Um. Oh, speaking of rappers. Yeah. <laughs> um Kanye West, am I right? <laughs> am I who? Um I just want to like put a warning. I know oh, a lot of people God. haven't and I just want to do this, but like if you're triggered by any like type of abusive, you know, harassing, manipulative yeah, relationships. Um, I would just like click off for this. Me too. We're not going to just... like show anything. I don't think we're really going to read any like Instagram posts or anything, no. but just like if this situation is a little triggering, like I would just skip. I'll try to clip in or put something on the screen that says like skip to this part, but it just, you know, a warning cuz this has gotten like really Oh yeah out of control so skip now we'll pause please skip to 29 minutes and 45 seconds oh right. if okay oh. okay sorry that was not the I point of the out- pause <laughs> um sorry we're gonna get to that i figured out who i was confusing um the casting for gordon with jk simmons yes i thought it was jk jk simmons oh okay now he's in the main dceu Okay, yeah, never mind. Okay, um, yeah, so, sorry, before that I was interrupted. so inappropriate, oh my god. I know, I'm so sorry. If you're sensitive to topics of stalking, harassment, um, abuse, uh, spousal abuse, um, and stuff like that, Evangeline will probably put a timestamp or we'll tell you where to skip to, um, because this is just gonna, we're gonna talk about Kanye West. Yeah. So, All right, um, so I I kind of already done a few pauses. So if you haven't skipped out yet, that's I don't want to say that's on you. That's really bad, but um, yeah, it, you want to stay for it. So obviously, the world has become. I don't want to say the world. There's much more important things going on right now. But um, oh yeah, but you know. Pop culture has become kind of dominated, the talking points, by Kanye West and his outburst. Um, I feel like that's undermining it. But I think, like, all of us know who Kanye West is. I think probably if you're in our age group, like, you know who he is, whatever. Um, 
And I just, I don't want to act like I think he brings like nothing good to the table because I oh, don't yeah. agree with yeah. that. Um, sure. I think he was extremely, not that I was a, not that I was like listening to his music growing up or anything, but I definitely recognize how revolutionary he was in like, I don't even want to put him in like just the hip hop rap genre. I feel like that's really demeaning to his, his um discography. Um, but, and I, I really don't like saying genius, but there is a genius aspect to his musical career that I don't think should ever be brought down because of what's yeah. happening. And I know that gets into the discussion of like, oh, separating the art from the artist and stuff and whatever. But I, I want to make it very clear that I, I don't condone and I don't support any of what he's his actual actions regarding him and Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson and that whole situation because it's it's disgusting like yeah just it's disgusting yeah, um, yeah. And, it has, and now he's 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 let it bleed into his music which yeah, is unfortunate um, yeah I've I saw that video on on insta and I saw it um you would ask me to go watch it before yeah uh, we started recording um I I um I always knew who Kanye West was again he was even though I didn't listen to a lot of rap until um, until like maybe my freshman year, um, I knew that he was a very big name in the music industry. But other than that, I didn't know much about him. And I we're gonna put the I'm gonna have I'm gonna send this link to Evangeline. We're gonna put it in the description. Um, but there's a really good two hour documentary on YouTube uh, made by Jay Aubrey, and they made it it goes into depth about how his music career started what he brought to the table um and recently what has transpired um and it really puts into perspective how we even though we live in a culture where we preach which i'm not i'm not saying that his mental health is an excuse to um what he's doing it's it's an explanation yeah and, you know, we both have our fair share of mental illness and struggling with mental health. Um, so we know that, like, um, how do I word this? We know when, like, a person should get help. Yeah. And I mean this in, like, the most respectful way possible. I He just needs help. Yeah. Um. As Pete Davidson said, he needs to take his meds. Like I'm, I think about the there's an SNL, which we will also link that. Evangeline, you're you're gonna go link that in the description. Okay. <laughs> um, there's this um SNL skit from 2015 where Pete Davidson goes like something about like Kanye tweeted out, "I'm off the meds. This is the real one." And you know what I say to that? Take them. There's no shame in the medicine game. And I just, I just think about that bit a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think why I've become so fascinated with it is just because I kind of took some time to listen to some of his music, like actually listen to it. And it was... It was just like... It's sad. Like, it's kind of sad to listen to it, to know what's happened now. 
Um, I haven't watched that Jay Aubrey documentary because I'm currently watching the Genius um, documentary mm-hmm. on Netflix, which is extremely well done. Uh, a lot of the points I have, like TMG said those points, especially Noel. Um, but it's really wild. He was this, he seemed like a really like good character, super confident, um, which he still is. But yeah. just to like see him go through the process of making his debut album. I've yet to watch the third part, which I know came out this week, but I'll probably watch it tomorrow. Um, but it's just like it's sad. And I didn't really want to get like, too serious about it, but I think you can't be like funny about it because this is involving like real people. And especially that music video, like I watched that last night. Because I thought, like, people were overreacting or something. And no. Like, that was... No. Whoa. Like, if that ends up in court... That's bad. Yeah. And not that I have kids, and not that I've gotten married, not that I desire either of those things, but... It's just... I feel bad mainly because, like, there's little kids involved, little kids that he claims to really care about and really love. And not that I'm saying he's lying about that, but I, if he really did, he wouldn't be doing this because this is not, like, it's just not what you do. I, I, like, I, I, I don't know how much my, like, opinion on this holds merit because, again, I I'm not married either and I do not have kids um, and I'm not going through a divorce, <laughs> but um, I understand like the concern of like your little kid. Cause it all started when he tweeted um, something. I probably should have pulled up the actual tweet, but he was asking how he can stop him from putting um, a North letting, TikTok. Yeah. How like to stop have his a joint daughter. Going, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I understand the concern because she is a little kid and she is in the eyes of the public. But I feel like he should have held that in private matters than, you know, tweeting it out. But I don't know. Again, I don't know how much merit that holds. It's just... Yeah. It's, like that last shot of the video of him, like, cutting the roses from Pete Davidson's davidson's head and like putting them in that truck that was a replica of the truck that he sent to kim's house with like the truck bed full of roses was just yeah that was like terrifying (laughs) i just like i don't know how to like voice this it's so hard to wrap my head around how you know he's ended friendships because i don't i don't remember who i was it kid cuddy uh one of i'm not sure one of like the people he took under his wing like his proteges that he raised in this music community and um really established their name he completely like disregarded their his friendship with them because that person happened to be buddy with buddy buddy with pete davidson and oh Mm. 
you, it like made me realize like because like before I was like oh like you know this is a situation but it didn't feel like not I don't know what word to describe it not real or concerning but like it just didn't feel to me you know but yeah seeing that just dropping like just that a I guess obsession is the best word I can use to describe it with Pete Davidson it's so concerning it's so concerning yeah um yeah i don't i don't know what else to say about it i i mean it's just yeah i hope that the situation it resolves itself that i get listen i don't like the kardashians at all i think they're you know i don't like millionaires i can't sympathize with millionaires (laughs) Um, but I can sympathize with the Kardashians as people. Like, I recognize that they're people, they have lives, um, and they deserve privacy, and they deserve respect, and, well, decent human respect. And, um, to see, like, you know, to separate Kim from Kim Kardashian and see her as a mother who's going through a divorce, um, who's probably terrified because you know, not only does she have crazy paparazzi on her tail, um, she has her ex-husband who's basically stalking her. And yeah, yeah hope that everyone's safe and yeah. it ruins itself. Um, did you want to add anything else? No, I think All right. I think that's well, it. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let us explain. Anchor has tools that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, if we use it, why shouldn't you? (laughs) Back to the episode. All right, it's, you know what, it's been a, it's been a good year for Tom Holland. I'm sure he's, he's 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 rolling in that dough. He's raking in huge money. We said, speaking of other British actors in theaters, Tom Holland has two box office breaking movies. Yeah. And um, and we would talk about Zendaya, but I I, I don't want to talk about Euphoria. Euphoria is a whole other topic. Yeah, I don't think I ever want to bring that up on this show because no. every other podcast on planet Earth brings that up. So we're going to talk we about Uncharted. Yeah. Um, I never watched it. I only watch it through Tumblr posts, um, random YouTube clips, and just random things I hear. But anyways, no euphoria. Um, Uncharted. Um, what a poo-poo stinky movie. (laughs) (laughs) Like, whoa. Um, Sophia, I know you haven't watched it. Uh, I have I know you're really not familiar with the Uncharted, like, game series. Um, at all i'm i th- besides like hearing about it as i am an average gamer i've never really known much about it other than the fact it's named uncharted 
yeah, that's an issue um, you gotta fix. Oh, I know. Uncharted is objectively 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 the best narrative driven game in the history of gaming got it objectively <laughs> um, okay um if people come at you for that <laughs> don't come running to me <laughs> naughty dog revolutionized narrative-driven storytelling and that started with uncharted uncharted is beloved in the gaming community and it is very beloved by your own host me me very much i'm obsessed with it to an unhealthy level (laughs) um i have all four games actually i don't have all five games i said all four games to make myself sound better i don't have lost legacy but i have played it i I had to borrow it from my grandpa and then I had to give it back, which was upsetting. But I have the main four games. Um, I don't have Golden Abyss. Sorry, I didn't get a PS Vita like you losers. Um, <laughs> and I don't have the other like spinoff games, like the one where you like click the map and like because Elena needs to find Nate or something. And it was like some ad thing. Um, but whatever. I was not looking forward to the Uncharted movie, all right? I already had low expectations for it. Um, The casting was weird. It was goofy. Um, I don't know if I should use goofy after I did use that adjective to describe colonization. Um, Dare Um, I say (laughs) silly? Silly is like, no, it's wacky. Shiny let me hit because I'm goofy. (laughs) Because I'm full of whistic whimsom. I just think we should stop trying to make video games into movies. Like, video games are already movies. Like, I don't understand why we have this obsession with making video games into movies. The only one... I think it's just the magical triad of entertainment. Video games, movies, and books. Yeah, it... I think the only one that could potentially work is the upcoming Last of Us series. And I think that really only works because Last of Us is such a... Like a a story heavy game like uncharted you have fun with the gameplay i mm-hmm. feel like last of us is just so much more of a brutal experience and i think deserves a chance to be told in you know like the tv movie world but yeah. uncharted was just it's just not something that should have been made into a movie um and i think it was just poor directing the guy who directed it, I already forgot his name. Sorry, rip to that man. <laughs> um, he directed Venom, and if you've seen Venom, you know what I'm talking about. It's just okay. Come it, on, I thought Venom was a good movie, though. But it's it's like, but Venom works because it's the first Venom doesn't really work. The second Venom works because it knows that it's stupid. You know, like um, it. Ruben Feischer. Ruben Feischer, yeah. I don't know why it's first. I thought his first name was Jaden. That's why I didn't want to say it because I knew that was wrong. But Ruben Feischer, um, it just it's just a hit and a miss. He directed Zombieland though, which is iconic. So I don't really know what. Maybe this just isn't the right genre for him. I'm not sure because Tom Holland as Nathan Drake just doesn't. It doesn't translate well. 
I think it was just a case of Sony like milking their golden boy. And I don't want to, I don't want to demean Tom Holland like that because he is a really good actor. I just, but I just think this wasn't the role for him. This isn't the role. And Mark Wahlberg as Sully, like that was not it. That wasn't it. I don't, but, okay, listen. I, I don't know Nathan's character at all. Yeah. But he does give me Golden Boy Adventurer vibes. Just by the yeah. name of vibe alone. Yeah. And I, I can mean, see that. Um, I can see that for Tom Holland, but only in like very specific cases. I just I can't tell if this isn't the role for Tom Holland or Ruben Fisher, as his, we found his name, um, just didn't direct him well. I know there was a and I know Tom Holland doesn't like his performance in this. Like, it's not just me, like, hating on him. Don't get me wrong. I do like Tom Holland. But there is an interview of him saying that he wasn't very happy with his performance and that he felt that he was just focused on looking good on the camera and kind of like getting a cool like hero pose shot. And I could definitely see that in the movie. Mm -hmm. And I feel bad because like he is like, as I said, and I don't want to miss the point. He is a good actor. He's a very good actor. Um, But I just, I don't think this was the right move in the bottom line. It's just this, Video games should have never been made into a movie. PlayStation should have just focused on making another game for the fans because I think majority of the fans do not like it. Like I want to see the not that Rotten Tomatoes is that great of an indicator, but I think for this it is um Uncharted. It has a 46, I think, by the way. Yeah. It's pretty what? low. What? Whoa. No way. Okay. I guess... I, <laughs> never mind. It has a 90% in the audience score. Whoa. Wait, whoa? Seriously? 90%. I looked at the, the, the critic rating, I think. I don't care about the critic rating. Um, okay, no, no. Okay, no. I was, looking at the, I was looking at Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, well, Metacritic is, yeah, that's, yeah. Oh, so it's, so it's a Venom situation. It's like, I don't really 90% from fans? Batman has an 85. I'm getting off topic. Continue. (laughs) Okay. I, I don't get that. Oh no, everyone's gonna come after me in the comments and be like, you're not a real fan now. Oh jeez. I should have I really should have checked this before I opened my mouth. Um never mind. Uncharted is the greatest movie of the year. Um <laughs> literally Tom Holland is perfect as Nathan Drake. Mark Wahlberg did an amazing job as Sully. Um <laughs> I, I, it definitely deserves so many more sequels. Um, deserves a goal. What, like, <laughs> the, what's, what's the movie? What's the award show coming up? The Oscars? Oscars, yeah. It, screw No Way Home. Uncharted, yeah. Um, Speaking of No Way Home. <laughs> yeah, um, 
but actually I didn't enjoy Uncharted. If you did, that's great. I didn't. I just think I'm a stickler when it comes to respecting the original medium where the story came from. And I just, I don't think it worked in the movie medium, but um, yeah, it, it definitely deserves a 90%. Sure. Um, <laughs> um, let's go with that. If I end up watching it, I'll give an update next episode, but yeah. Um, I'm going to give this warning because I don't know. No way home spoilers. It's been no, we're not giving a warning for that. We're not having a warning. No, no, no. Okay. Um, all the Spider-Man come in. Aunt May dies. So I'm not wonderful. (laughs) No. Okay. I'm just going to say that was the best thing Marvel did all year. I'm I'm just your opinion is your opinion but this is my opinion. But what about the the shows? Okay. The okay, cuz for me shows and, and movies are in two different categories. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, if you're talking about that then sure. I'll I'll agree with that. I'll agree Speaking with that. Shows, Moon Knight is coming out later this month. Yeah. Oh. Well, we um, should anyways. probably not. Yeah, okay. No way home. No way home best marvel movie created in recent history if not this year yeah um um, super good super good um i thought i personally thought it was the perfect i'm gonna say love letter not really love letter but it's the perfect it's i thought it was the perfect thing for peter parker in that universe because i think so too i definitely have to agree i that sounded really sarcastic i actually (laughs) think this was a good movie and i think on previous episodes i've expressed my distaste with this rendition of spider-man uh which i want to be careful about because i'm am trying to get a job at marvel but i also (laughs) don't want to become a shill so um even though I, I did say I would do a blood sacrifice for Marvel, but <laughs> no, I would I, say that No Way Home really redeemed oh yeah. this Spider-Man for me. It really redeemed him. I was so glad that they just restarted everything, brought him back to a street level um type character. Cause my whole issue with it is that each of the Spider-Man movies I feel like was trying to set up something like way bigger than it needed to be. Then like it just it wasn't the character just didn't feel as tangible to me as it did in the past two franchises but i know that's that's like a a a fanboy opinion or whatever so it doesn't count but that's just me yeah i thought okay peter parker ever since i've been a fan of marvel peter parker especially mcu peter parker was a character i always heavily related to not in the sense that, like, you know, I'm some some genius um, who has superpowers and my parents died and I live with my aunt. But I just, I saw myself as him as a high school student and how I'm trying to navigate towards life while I'm living a second life, which, not that I have an alter ego. Second? But, <laughs> but I just, I relate to the fact that a lot of the times... People have to live multiple lives. Um, And I thought that, 
resetting everything for Peter was perfect because he no longer has to balance Peter Parker and Spider-Man. It's just who he is. And even though he like I even though I feel like he really adored his friends and even though his friends knew and his aunt knew and all these people knew, he still felt like he couldn't tell them everything because he was Spider-Man. So, it's almost like a breath of fresh air for Peter Parker and bringing in Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield Peter Parker's was it was such a genius. It's the way they wrote them in was genius. It really was. Um because you can oh. go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I am a hardcore Raimi trilogy fan. I love Sam Raimi. I'm so excited he's coming back for Doctor Strange. I think that's a perfect, perfect match. Um, so Raimi's Spider-Man uh, is superior to me. There's just nothing that can top that. Um, so as very, and as someone who like, like, I wasn't even born when the first Spider-Man came out, and I was literally, like, one years old when the second one came out. So, probably not even. So, I didn't ever got, like, the chance to see that Spider-Man in theater. So, for me, being able to see him, like, all these years later in a theater was very um, spiritual. Yeah, I've been using that word a lot. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I totally agree. Uh, I felt like when I heard the rumors, I was like, I was scared it was going to be fan service. And um, I was scared that they were going to not I, almost like sell out. I don't know if I, me, this whole episode is just me not being able to find work thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I. I was just scared that they were going to try to pull some fan fiction types things. And while they did pull some fan fiction type things, it was good fan fiction type things. And Peter Parker finally, well, MCU Peter Parker finally got to relate to someone like fully. And yeah. I think that was really cathartic for him and I'm I'm happy that that happened. I just I want to talk about I want to talk about Peter Parker and MJ in the MCU because I have my opinions, and I know you have your opinions. Are they? Are yours going to be good or bad? Because like, where do we want to? No. Okay, because okay, here's my here's my um kind of perspective here. I knew I know that the the dynamic and romance between Peter Parker and MJ between the first two Spider Man movies in the MCU was lacking um mm -hmm. i know me and evangeline I'd talked say about it's how like non-existent yeah like you just don't know why you should care about this relationship exactly okay good i i, but, I didn't want to i because i already like screwed up with the uncharted thing i did not want to <laughs> i didn't want to be that person for the whole spidey shell fandom no. so this is no this is going to turn out positive i i promise and i watched no way home and i was like I, I care about them. Like, I'm genuinely so distraught that MJ doesn't remember Peter after they've been through all of this and they care for each other so much. And then I think about it. 
And I think about how unconvention- unconventional relationships are in high school. It makes sense to me now. Like, I understand why I didn't care and why it is lacking. But, like, some people were over the moon for them and other people were like, I don't care about them. And I realized that when you think about love and relationship in high school, it's all over the place. And a lot of the times feelings don't come out until you realize that, hey, this is not going to be around for a while. So maybe I should tell you something. And yeah, I was just like, I'm kind of glad that those first two movies, the romance was lacking because now I see just how much they actually do care for each other, if that makes any sense. (laughs) I'm gonna... I'm gonna be... uh, I'm gonna do another Uncharted moment and say I think you're giving the writers too much credit. Am I? (laughs) You know, I think it's... I think it's, dare I say it, beautiful what you just said. Um, I think that's a really interesting take but again i think you're giving the writers a little too much credit i think what happened and i'm almost 99 percent sure what happened with spider-man homecoming in 2017 yeah let me make sure that's right 2017 or 2016 2017 i was right i know my facts um because <laughs> i remember seeing that in theaters um i think homecoming was a giant um marketing tool for teenage girls i'm not saying that in a necessarily bad way because i know that's a whole thing like why do we hate on things that teenage girls like but a lot of times that like attempt to market towards teenage girls whatever that product is is often um one dimensional vapid uh not a lot of substance to it yeah i want to say homecoming is like that horrible i'd say that homecoming to quote high top films is a good movie but a bad spider-man movie um okay and i'm I think just gonna it's... say this i'm just gonna say this <laughs> i don't like high top films so oh. <laughs> oh. i think he's yeah i think he's too critical of everything that's my opinion but even okay. though i don't like him <laughs> i can agree with that okay um we're not gonna get into that i kind of hate that you said that because my dream of talking to him is now <laughs> decreased. Um, Why? So you don't like him? Okay, and still go. Talk I don't think to he him. would have that big of an issue with it. He knows a lot of people don't like him. Um, but I talk films. If you ever want to come on here, I would love that. Um, not that we could really do anything to <laughs> promote your Jason fan film, but like, honestly, I'm so excited saying, for that. Hi, <laughs> top. If you're out there, I don't hate you as a person. I just. We have differing differing opinions, and that's fine. Okay, we can have a okay, talk. That's I a much better way to put it. <laughs> we have differing opinions, and that's okay. I okay. still respect you as a person. Please come on Anyways, to our podcast. Yes, please. Um, back to homecoming. 
it's just Ned and MJ don't have substance. They just don't. We don't know who MJ is. I still don't really know who she is after a No Way Home. I don't really know who Ned is, except for the fact that they have a relationship with Peter Parker. To bring up the Raimi trilogy again. And even, even the web duology with Andrew Garfield did a good job. Okay, the... Andrew Garfield's duology did a half good job. So I'm just going to talk about Raimi. They did a good job of developing Harry and MJ, who are Ned and MJ. Uh, I want to say they did a good job developing Harry in in the web. Oh, no, no, no. No, I said I went back to the Raimi trilogy. Okay, because I'm like... No, no, that was horrible. That's what I meant by half decent. That's why I said I was going back to the trilogy. trilogy. Um, Sam Raimi did a a damn good, amazing, wonderful, spectacular, show-stopping job of developing the characters of Mary Jane Watson and Harry Osborne. Phenomenal. And that just got lost in the past decade or so, almost two decades, 20 years. Um, because I don't know why the heck I should care about Ned and MJ here, except for the fact that Peter, like, is friends with them and is one of them is his girlfriend like you know what i'm saying like mary jane watson we figured out was oh my gosh this is exactly what i didn't want to do with this podcast like the beginning we were so good and then i got like <laughs> critical again whatever we're already here that's fine you that's fine like a, i think want to put like a soundboard thing in there how about like <laughs> no i think I think we're gonna we're definitely not gonna stay critical the entire time. I just think that when we talk about movies, we just tend to get critical. Yeah. Um. What was it? Okay, Mary Jane Hold Watson. On. Yes. Continue, Mary Jane Watson. Uh, sorry, I I I feel like I should maybe just like put this in here. <laughs> here we go. Okay, let's. Hold up. I want to have my edition. Hold up. Come on. Jeez, this is... <laughs> and now back to the critical stuff. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Wait, hold on, back... one more, one more, one more. <laughs> okay, let's go. All right. Um, so, Mary Jane Watson. We know that she is, at the beginning of the trilogy... And this is the genius of Sam Raimi. And I don't I don't remember timestamps, but it's a very quick introduction to all of like the three main characters. And within a very short time period, we figure out that Peter Parker is a loser. He's even getting made fun of by the bus driver. Um, he gets into the bus. And there's obviously a connection between Mary Jane and Peter. So we already know that's there and that Mary Jane is a very kind, sympathetic person, but she's also the popular girl. Everyone like looks to her, like everyone wants to be her, but she's also in a relationship with a, maybe not an abusive, that's, that's a little extreme. That's not really depicted um, yeah. with a, with a bad 
boyfriend, which shows that she is searching. I mean, this is kind of going a little deep into it, but I think even with just that, like, you know that she's striving for some type of love. You know, you already know that about her character. And then we meet Harry, who's with our boy, Daddy to Friend. Um, Daddy Defoe. Daddy Defoe, Daddy to Friend. Um, well, I, I recently, um, can I recently share you a variation of <laughs> Daddy Defoe that I came up with? Yes. <laughs> I was like, Willem Defoe, Willem the Daddy. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on, that was good. Wait, I think we have it on our soundboard. Wait a second. Yep, there <laughs> it is. Yep, we have it on our soundboard. That's a matrix. That sense of yours. There we go. Gotta, okay. You know what you know what voice line they gotta I wanna put on them to put on there? I wanna hear um Norman's on sabbatical. Oh, that was iconic. That was so good. That was so good. Anyway. Anyways. Actually, no. No. Oh. I just want to say, um, Willem Dafoe's uh, reprise as the Green Goblin, actual cinematic poetry. He like, stole that movie. He was mind-blowing. That was It was so good. Anyways. But, yeah, I don't want to go on too much because, like, about this but from what i just said um literally nothing about michelle jones just to like differentiate mary jane and the two mjs uh i i don't know anything about her except for the fact that she wants to go to mit like what even though her the very few dialogues and witty quips that she has clearly does not point towards like a a science school. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Like I know like and here's the thing. I think people like the character purely because it's Zendaya. That's just that's just my take. That it's is that is take. our opinion. Well that is Evangeline's yeah. opinion, not my opinion. I don't really have an opinion on this. <laughs> yeah. So I think I think maybe we should stop there. Okay. With that before we get too wild oh. with the opinions. But I think we both agree and not that anyone really cares anymore about No Way Home. Actually, that's false. Sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. Um Thank you. it's just that um, it's been out for a few months. Yeah. And we had to voice our opinions. Um but thank you for listening to our Spidey thoughts. Speaking oh. of Spidey thoughts, Evangeline it- we have we have some emails that yeah. got leaked a while ago. Um, but subject they, head, Spidey thoughts. Subject head, Spidey thoughts. Let me make okay. sure I get the full one. Um, let me let me tell you. Let me tell the the listeners um that have gotten this far about the backstory of um Spidey thoughts. Uh, POV, <laughs> you are um, you are me and Evangeline sitting in a call. I'm playing Minecraft, and she goes, "Hey, have you seen those leaked Sony emails?" And I go, "No, I haven't." Uh, so she pulls them up and she reads them to me, and um, 
subject head, Spidey Thoughts, um, is an actual subject head that an, some executive up in Sony um, sent to, I think, a writer or a franchisee expert or whatever. And it was basically criticisms. Oh, no. Was one of them for Kevin Well, Feige? there was a few. The There's two few. that w- one of them is criticisms. I don't know if we'll get to the Kevin Feige one because that one was just like, it's not as, it's not as like funny. It's just like valid criticisms. One of the criticisms though was hilarious. But first, Sophia, I'm going to encourage you to go crazy with the soundboard. Unfortunately, I would totally put, I would totally put some Spider-Man music behind, but copyright. So. We're so we're going to read these, and I think it's fitting to do it in this voice. Ah! So we're going to do it. Um, do you got that soundboard pulled up, Sophia? Go go wild with it. Not let me let me pull it up. Um. Yeah. Also, voice mod. This is what I'm using right now. Voice mod. If you sponsor us or give us you know some activation codes that'd be great because i'm using the free one and i don't have forever to use certain um voices fl studio if you would like to sponsor us that'd be great too oh i hear the i hear the boom i hear the vine yeah so anyways let's get to this leaked sony email okay Subject. Spidey thought. (laughs) Hey, Amy. By the way, Amy is Amy Pascal um, of Pascal Pictures. She's in charge of a lot of Spider-Man movies, um, including No Way Home, but they know. Hey, Amy. Just a couple of rando thoughts from 35,000 LAX to JFK. (laughs) So stupid. I'm rising. (laughs) A rising trend we see with millennials are the really extreme forms of experiential exercise like Tough Mudder, a sort of filthy triathlon, the color run, and even things like hot power yoga, veganism, etc. Millennials will often post, (laughs) quote, NBD on their social media after doing it, as in no big deal. Also known as the, quote, humble brag. (laughs) Dot, 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 dot. (laughs) Wondering if Spidey could get into that in some way. He's super athletic, bendy, strong, intense. Dot, 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 dot. And it's all NBD to him, of course. Second bullet point. EDM. Electronic dance music is the defining music for millennials. Wondering if there's an EDM angle somewhere with Spidey? His movements are beautiful, would be awesome, with a killer DJ behind it. Third bullet point. Snapchat just launched a, quote, story, unquote, functionality, which is sort of a, quote, day in the life of me, unquote, 
told in a series of Snapchats that expire after 24 hours. It has a very VIP quality about it, since invitation only. Getting invited into Spidey's Snapchat. <laughs> Getting invited into Spidey's Snapchat circle would be huge and very buzzworthy and cool. And also on American Hustle, I was thinking, and it may be way too late for this, it would be awesome to get all the cool fashion brands to do a huge 70s style collab. Urban Outfitters, Free People, American Apparel, etc. They're sort of leaning 70s already. Macklemore hitting it a bit with thrift. Um, so that's the first. I would just like to say that that email is real. It is. I really it's, just it's saw the voice logging on, but it is very real. And um, it, it was sent. Uh, between two executives of one of the um, uh, leading, if not biggest, technology brand out there. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. I'm gonna bad. turn this off for a second so we can just like discuss it while I f I get the the other leaked email. Okay, I'm back. My voice is back. <laughs> um. So, um, this is why Amazing Spider-Man 2 failed. Not because of Andrew Garfield. Not because of no. Emma Stone. And not because of Mark Webb. It was because of execs like this guy who thinks that electronic dance music is or EDM. a defining... Oh, EDM. EDM and Snapchat quote stories. Um and um hot sweaty yoga. Hot sweaty yoga. Yeah. Hot sweaty yoga. Yeah. Um Oh <laughs> never do that ever again. <laughs> yeah, so apparently that's what defines Spider-Man, and we were just thinking about it all wrong. We were thinking about it all wrong. So we have another one, and I'm not going to read the whole thing because it is extremely long. So I think we'll just get through, like, the first two, like, first few sentences because I think the, the sentence I want to end on is hilarious. I think it's possibly one of the yeah. funniest things I've ever seen in an email. So. Let's go. Feel free to use that soundboard. Um, yeah. Let's go. Okay. All right. We're back. Um, <laughs> this is from Alan Fine. I forgot who he was. I'm just going to assume exec. I think he's, you know, a creative oversight type of person, producer, whatever. This is to Tom Cohen. Also forgot who this guy was. Not that I really care because yeah um i probably should probably should um but anyways tom first of all your notes are excellent in many areas you actually take the word works works i didn't meant to say words right out of my mouth exactly as i would say them well done therefore i am only going to focus on a few overarching issues several of which you already mentioned, but deserve further emphasis because I agree that they are so important. 
This story is way too dark, way too depressing. I wanted to burn the draft after I read it, never mind thinking about buying the DVD. And I think... <laughs> I think with that, I think you have a good idea of how absolutely doomed that franchise oh. was. Your your auto tune cut out. No, I I meant I meant meant it for it to cut out. Okay. This franchise was doomed. Absolutely doomed to Yeah. <laughs> um maybe even uh Yeah, and a little bit of a. Oh, that didn't go through. <laughs> that definitely. Um, but I love Andrew Garfield, as does most of the world. Andrew but, Garfield's great. I love that. Yeah, man. but Spidey thought. Spidey thought. Spidey thought. Spidey thought from you, Sophia, about the new Coke flavor. <laughs> that was what? terrible. What a segue. <laughs> what a segue. Okay. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware, but Coca-Cola has released a new flavor called... Uh, I have the bottle right here. I actually finished it in the beginning of this recording. Um, It's called Coca-Cola Starlight Limited Edition. Wait, where did you get that from? Because I actually kind of want to try it. I got it from the gas station after school. Oh, okay. Isn't it supposed to be limited edition? Huh? Isn't it supposed to be limited edition? Yeah, it is, but I found it at the gas station. <laughs> okay, did they have a lot of them? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, go on. <laughs> um, and I found, I got ads for it, so obviously, I'm curious. Mm -hmm. Um, it says that it's space-flavored. <laughs> I'm not kidding. On the bottle, it says space. I, I know it does. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna say I like the label. The label's very pretty. Um, it has a little galaxy moment, and the color of the soda was like this cherry, like dark cherry red, like not Mountain Dew Code Red red, but like it was a nice shade of red. So I appreciated it. The taste was mid. I'm just gonna be honest. It was mid, but I liked it. It it was it tasted like more watered down Coca Cola, but with vanilla in it. Um, so like if you mix like a cream soda and Coca Cola together. Hey, I liked it. I liked it. I'm probably Did gonna it get have it. any like fruit flavor to it. It was a little bit fruity, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, it's like it. Tastes like cotton candy, a little bit fruit, and like vanilla. What kind of fruit though? Like <laughs> just a general fruity taste. Huh. Okay. I'm get like I don't I don't know. Like it's not really any distinctive fruit. Um, I actually do want to read out the official flavor notes that Coca-Cola released for this. Okay. Um if you would allow me a moment to uh, 
pull up my tab about this. Yeah. Um, I have a really bad addiction to soda, so I'm very intrigued to try this. Um, good thing it's limited edition, though, because then I won't get addicted to it. Um, I can't um, get addicted to it. Yeah. And I quote from tastingtable.com. The beverage giant described Coca-Cola Starlight as having notes reminiscent of stargazing around a campfire, unquote, and a refreshing taste of that, and a refreshing taste that, quote, evokes the feeling of a cold journey to space, unquote, which cleared up nothing since nobody has ever tasted that, that word cocktail. Yeah, that um, sounds like a big... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, what is... Um, Sitting around the campfire, what is that? Because that sounds like smoke inhalation, yeah, like lung like, damage. Like that doesn't sound. Yeah, <laughs> but it, there's not like there's no smoky flavor to it. It's it's kind of weird. But um, um, my review of it, eight out of ten. I would. I'm. I'm. If I go to the gas station again after school anytime soon, I'm gonna go get it. Okay. Um, I I I guess that's. <laughs> That's my segment. I mean, I like the concept. Um, I'm a space nerd. I love space. Um, I love the galaxy. If in an ideal universe, I would be an astronaut. But Let's go, Matthew McConaughey. It. I was gonna say I, I'm. I'm. I would be like a Chris Hadfield, except I'm not Canadian. <laughs> um. But eight out of ten, I will drink it again. Speaking of the galaxy, Galactic oh, Star Cruiser opened up this week yeah and ooh, okay hello um i would be a disney adult if i was a millennial yeah so <laughs> I, follow <a> lot of, <laughs> I follow a lot of disney blogs and all of them are being paid um in order to go experience galactic star cruiser and all like the paid reviews haven't come out yet or the the unpaid reviews haven't come out yet. So I don't know what exactly is the the vibe here, but I it's have my the, criticism. I think it's a scam. I also think it's a scam. Um, first off, it doesn't look like Star Wars. It looks more like Marvel to me. Like, am I like? Is that just me? I'm gonna be honest. Like, I haven't given it that good of a look. But I think what. <laughs> is really funny to me about it and not to give the last jedi any credit because that's like probably my least favorite star wars movie um you're saying that rise of skywalker is better than last jedi oh i'm <laughs> you know why i did i said it was my least favorite star wars movie is because i just erase rise of skywalker from my mind okay good yeah um so it's last jedi is one of my least favorite star wars movies um one of the reasons I don't like it is because they kind of shoehorned this whole, like, anti-capitalist message into it. And it felt very shoehorned in there. Like, it just didn't feel natural at all. And for that reason, it was just kind of weird. But if we're going to act like everything was great about those movies... um. It's really funny to me how they had this whole plot line in The Last Jedi about how horrible it was that people were, 
you know, like hoarding all this money and like living these lavish lives while people were like <laughs> out dying in the universe and all of this stuff. And I think it's really funny that Disney is opening up a hotel, right? Hotel. It's a hotel. Hotel that costs three thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, night, for a or... weekend stay. For a weekend stay. For, for a weekend stay. Oh, a weekend stay. Three thousand dollars. So one k a day. And um, um, that's that's base price, by the way. Okay, base price. Base price, base price three k for a weekend. While and this is in Disneyland, right? So, I'm. It's at Disney World. Oh, it's at Disney World. So let me just tell you something. So. You're paying for this hotel, um, and it's so much money, you feel like you have to spend all your time there, but the thing is, the activities are so lackluster that you're basically just wasting your money either way. Second off, okay, I get that technology is limited, you can't do that much, but that lightsaber training activity, what is that? That's not lightsaber training. That is stabbing a plastic rod at a light beam. That's not Star Wars. I just. Okay. I get um, it. I get it. Star Wars yeah. is sci fi. It's just. But you Charging people 3K for a weekend and people willingly paying 3K for a weekend in oh, that yeah. hotel. Oh, yeah. It gets me pissed. It's just it. Then, it's just funny when that whole thing in Last Jedi exists. And then, and then here's oh. the kicker. Here's the kicker. <laughs> Blue shrimp. That's disgusting. Blue shrimp. I don't know. Um, you can look up. Uh, by the way, trigger warning. Look up this own picture at your discretion. Uh, it's disgusting. <laughs> look up the blue shrimp that is on Galactic Star Cruise. It's disgusting. It's you're charging three thousand dollars. You are charging three thousand dollars for Star Wars. These devoted Star Wars fans who probably have been Star Wars fans their entire lives to stay at a hotel which has promised so much for them, like an experience to actually exist within the Star Wars universe, and you give them blue shrimp. You give them blue shrimp. Blue shrimp is that Disney. <laughs> I get it. You're a corporation. You don't care about us. But care about us a little bit, please. You know that we're going to shell out any amount of money to go live out a Star Wars experience. I just I, don't know how that shrimp got... Is that... I don't know like either. FDA approved? I hope so. Because <laughs> that just doesn't... It doesn't look right. Like... Like, they could have made it look cool... But they could have made it look cool. You know, they could have had, you know, it'd be much more better if they had regular colored shrimp and like blue risotto. I think blue oh, risotto would have been dude. much more better. Dude, someone just took like a picture of this with their phone and it, it looks even worse. Yeah, it looks horrible. Like, I know I'm getting heated over a hotel that is located on Disney and I'm getting like heated about Disney as a corporation, but. They know that Star Wars fans, Marvel fans, Disney fans are going to shell out any amount of money in order to experience an experience. That hot dog? 
<laughs> what is that? Not even a hot dog. You can't even call that a hot dog. Know. The only thing that remotely looks good is the um the tomato soup and the bubble um grilled cheese. That's the only thing that like looks relatively good. And like, oh, listen, the quarters and like the lounge areas look more like Guardians of the Galaxy than it does Star Wars, and that upsets me. Because if I was going for a Marvel experience, I would have went for a Marvel experience. But no, I'm there for a Star Wars experience. Well, it's and that is my soapbox on Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I I think that's time. Oh, is it? It's yeah. Or I wish we had a bone zone to go to, but we don't have that budget. So um not yet. <laughs> um, but, um this is a horrible transition, but oh yeah. We <laughs> shouldn't laugh. Um we want to just acknowledge the Russian invasion of Ukraine um real quick. We're not going to go into too much of it because yeah. we kind of made it a rule to not get too political. And it's not really political. Like, there's obviously, like, this is one of those things where it's very yeah. black and white. Um, we just don't want to get too heavy, um, like, too, too heavy, especially since, um, you know, a lot of people are being affected. I mean, personally, I am half of both. I am half Russian, half Ukrainian, and both of my sides of my family are getting affected by this. Um, so, you know, we want to keep it lighthearted. We want to keep it, if you need a distraction and you need just something lighthearted, we're here for you. Um, but we are going to provide links and stuff so you can go support people who, um, need that. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff and with a lot of stuff, there's a lot of disinformation, Russia, the Russian government, because I want to make it clear that it's not the Russian citizens because i see them we see you protesting and we support you for that um but putin uh is on a disinformation campaign so be very careful of the information you consume about this issue um and for those of you making like memes about it stop stop it's not funny stop it's it's not um there's plenty of things to joke about in the world and this is just not one of not them. one of those things um let the ukrainians joke about it like i know that ukraine twitter account is really <laughs> popping off um and good for them good for them um but i 77 percent of you actually all of you are not from russia or ukraine unless you're using a vpn um not sponsored but none of you are from there so and 77 percent of you are from the united states and i know that the united states especially americans we are extremely privileged over here um so let's do our best to support the ukrainian people and the russian protesters because especially the Ukrainian people, they need all the help that they can get. Yeah. And it does not help when y'all make insensitive memes about it and spread disinformation. Uh, and to any um, 
we are going to get political just for a moment here. One to moment. any people who are saying they would rather be a Russian than a Democrat, and if you're doing that, stop. Stop. Like, I don't know get how some else help. to tell you. That's incredibly insensitive and immature. Grow up. Do better. Um, yeah. But um, that being said. So with that, there will be links in the description. Feel free to check them out. there's um, anything we said wrong about this issue, educate and you us, are, you're not just like some random person from Alabama, uh, <laughs> let us know. We're always trying to learn. Uh, but yeah, there will be links in the description for that. Also links to anything we talked about in this episode today. Episodes won't be as long as this. It's just. Yeah, this is our comeback episode. We're, yeah, this is our comeback yeah. episode. Uh, we're going to be doing kind of a rebrand everything. So if you start seeing changes yeah. with like our logo or banner or whatever, not that those are things that you really get notified about. That's why. Um, and it's a work in progress. So it's yeah. subtly we're going to. And we're just, you know, we're trying to get back into the swing of things. Yep. And I, I don't know about you. I'm glad to be back. Yeah. Um, also, I can cut this, Sophia, but I am a, um, <laughs> I am a moderator for oh. the, <laughs> I'm a Maybe moderator I'm... for the official Britney Spears, it, not that Britney Spears sponsors this at all, and I feel bad we didn't talk about anything about the Free Britney movement. That could be next episode. We can go next episode. We just had a lot of things and that's something that's very like near and dear to me. So, yeah. um, but I am a moderator for Britcord, the official Britney Spears, the largest Britney Spears server on Discord. So that'll be linked down below as well. If you would <laughs> like to join, come say hi at Fangerine. Um, I think my current tagline is like Fangerine cassette, cassette era. Era, era or something. So yeah. if you want to do that, go do that um yeah so that's it thank you thank for you. tuning in we hope to be consistent with these far, episodes yeah um, i'm so sorry for your ears <laughs> but we are extremely grateful and i hope you have a good day night afternoon um if you're up in the iss um i hope you have a good another rotation around the earth and with that being said, uh, we will see you guys next week. All right. Bye. Bye.